Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, Interving. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How's it going? How are you? It's going pretty good. I'm enjoying this new year season. Mm -hmm. So it was like January 1st a few weeks ago. And then tomorrow is the beginning of Chinese New Year. So Lunar New Year, yeah. Lunar New Year. All our Asian friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's becoming a bit more globally like widespread or so. So it's kind of like extending on. I don't know. I think it's kind of daisy chaining this whole like New Year's season. Sure. And especially this year, it's so early. Not so yeah, early, I think usually earlier. it's what like in the mid February, early mid February, but now it's like late January. So yeah. that is kind of fun. And then it's going to tag along with like Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. Mardi Gras and Carnival. It's kind of like right there in the middle. So it, it kind of like helps Daisy chain the, yeah, the er- late winter, or I guess, yeah, late winter, early spring festivities. Yeah. So I'm kind of enjoying that. It's a different different flavor than like the upslope of holiday prep with like in the States, Thanksgiving and then where there's food, I'm always happy to be involved. Did you have a good do you have good food over your holidays? I had so much good food over the holidays. I <laughs> spent a lot of time with like family and food and those are my favorite F words <laughs> together. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Great, delicious. Um, the food, not the family. Um, although that was just lovely as well. But um, nice, yeah, good stuff. Is it food that like is very like holiday specific? Does that kind of make it even more special? A little bit. I think it's yeah. it's just very like fulfilling. Another lovely f word. Um, <laughs> uh, quite quite literally filling and making making you one full. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I think, special because I only usually eat that kind of food around that time of year. It's not necessarily like a Christmas food per se, um, okay. but just it's like link, you, kind of, you kind of link it a little bit to that time. Yeah, because like those family members are the only ones who can provide that food. So for mm. me, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff. Yeah, I had some pretty good food as well. Um, What's your favorite? I really like, so it's kind of a... you kind of a unique thing cuisine mm. uh tex-mex mm-hmm. um you know a spin-off of mexican food or a, a particular kind of americanized mexican food mm. in Terrabang, if you're not really from the states or familiar with um the different types of cuisines so yes mexico has a large influence on the u.s in many ways particularly the cuisine but how it's integrated is quite different because there's like there's Mexican food. Mm-hmm. You can go to Mexican restaurants, which is actually quite rare. I feel to find like authentic Mexican food in the states to eat at. Um, and then there's just like regional mm-hmm. Americanized like, Mexican. So it's like Tex-Mex is like a mix of like Texas spices, yeah. As yeah. A, and that's different from like California Mex or like Southwest Mex. Which I don't know what that one's called specifically. I think it's just Southwest, whether it's New Mexico or Arizona or something. So I like spicier, spicier foods, I'll say. And um, yeah, very, uh, very rich, fulfilling, flavorful food. I need to stop talking about it because I'm getting sad a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) it was good. I'm a very, I'm so appreciative, so, so appreciative to be able to experience those foods and that 
you know, the restaurants that I like to go to whenever I visit family are still there. And it's so many things to be grateful for. That's good. Uh, fulfilling, like you said. So I know our last episode we had recorded kind of towards the beginning of December, kind of before Stephanie and I both kind of broke off a bit for holiday things. Um, but we were very excited to still have one quick chat before we did that big launch. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, it does feel like a while ago, though. Uh, and Terry, I mean, we were just kind of reflecting of like, what's the context of us coming into this episode today? So we're here on the other end of into the new year of 2023. And I think something that came into my mind a little bit, I like to go on on walks. There's like a practice, Japanese practice called like Shinrin Roku, like forest bathing. Um, Ooh, what is uh, that? It's just the idea of like how when you're walking or hiking in nature and like really tuning in to like how like the energy of the trees and like the forest kind of helps cleanse your soul it's like an exchange of energy a little bit hmm. okay you know, hiking and walking in nature is therapeutic it helps I think. give you like a fresh pers- fresher perspective. Fresh perspective so i think it's just it's basically like ho- walking in nature with that kind of intention in mind just being really in tune of that gift so uh i was doing that recently here and um where I'm, where I live, the trees are a bit more deciduous, so they'll really lose their leaves in the cold weather, and they'll grow back in the spring. They're not really like ever, many evergreen trees, so there really is a change. And so here, it's like just the landscape is very grayish, neutral, kind of monotone, which I kind of find is kind of nice. Kind of this kind of blank slate at this time of year, especially when you're like maybe trying to like start a new chapter or things. And I also was just noticing an idea of permeability came to mind. Mm. Kind of where I wanted to start off with today. Mm-hmm. This episode is like a springboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm like springing. I'm like springing out of my chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going and where I'm springing into. But I'm springing. Hey, some some people are they they look before they leap. I don't think you're one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time. So the idea of permeability. So right within this forest, I'm walking around. So there's like the leaves have fallen a few months ago now from the fall. So at this sure. point, they're much more decomposed and smooshed smush down. They're not like nice fluffy layer. Crunchy. Crunched yeah. down. Much more compressed and decomposed. And they're also gray or brown. But just the gray. trees and how, yeah, it has a gray tone. I don't know how to what? describe it. They're all brown to me. But like with the mixing with the mud and the dirt. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, mud is brown. Let's start with the basics. I mean, I guess it depends where you are. but The clay content. what I've seen. Okay. It can be a little gray with like the amount of okay. clay okay, okay, present okay. and rocks. The rocks here are gray. Like okay. Cool. Okay. That's right. You know, just how. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I'm just giving you a hard time. You know, buddy. <laughs> Applying that to my point of permeability. Of yeah, yeah. Where are you going the with The wind this? and the currents can just pass through so easily to the forest, and the forest isn't retaining or holding on to these things and I kind of like to apply that certain criticism like what I just got from Stephanie telling me what color dirt is <laughs> just in I mean like it's um and just not holding on to things as they pass through you okay. I know that kind of extended I just think of that of extending that and applying that to a certain mindset of yeah if there's things that maybe snag you or kind of draw your attention or bog you down a little bit instead of holding on to those things just letting it pass through you whether it's like judgment or grudges or something and just letting yourself having this sense of 
lightness. I'm not saying you need to just be blissfully like tromping through life and not, you know, clinging or noticing or attaching anything. But I think there's a niceness to consider what you need to keep as your kind of your skeleton, your scaffolding, like the trees that remain and just letting certain things that aren't really letting stuff go. Letting stuff they go. aren't that important. Or if you just need to just let go, breathe easy for a little bit. Yeah. So I just wanted to start that out. Let that I love like the sim- rustle of leaves, like in the springtime or in the summer when there are still leaves. But like to your yeah. effect, you know, like if the leaves aren't well connected or, you know, they're dying or something, then the tree is forced to let them go. Um, yeah but you know like that the lovely rustle of like leaves hitting other leaves or whatever makes that rustle sound it's it's quite lovely and it's a good reminder of you know like the wind is passing through and let things air air out a lot of times people in certain cultures especially right now like they do an like their spring cleaning is like now before like the real new year starts so people are opening up windows letting sure they're out in their homes mm-hmm. changing out if you have like window dressings or curtains or something mm-hmm. wipe off that dust that kind of stuff yeah and i think just like being in that state and like settling in that and just feeling how experiencing how that feels mm-hmm. that lightness i think it's kind of nice yeah. um because deep breaths deep breaths fresh, you know recenter yourself yeah because i think you know, we not maybe it was just one or two episodes now we were doing all the cozy insulated bundled up yeah. conversation sometimes you gotta let the the blankets flap in the yeah. breeze a little bit yeah so just a transition yeah but you can go back to the cozy stay anytime you need to i'm terrifying that episode's always there for you <laughs> i know i'll revisit it um, I, I think I alternate between the two quite frequently. Yeah. Um, but then again, not to like be all over the place as I usually am, but <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of moving on from that point or in a way. So I talked about, yeah, letting things pass through. Um, and I guess being selective about what you let things penetrate you affect you and pass through and this is my neuroscience background coming into play you know but there's the what's called the blood brain barrier mm-hmm. so there's kind of this protective membrane that surrounds mm-hmm. your brain and it's kind of lined with like different types of like endothelial cells and capillaries like blood capillaries and it's in terms of it's, it's a unique anatomy compared to no other organ in the body has this kind of like membrane border boundary of cells and they're so tightly together that like the gaps between them are much smaller than in other kind of surrounding membranes of other organs Mm -hmm. so this blood brain barrier is a real phenomenon it actually wasn't discovered until pretty late because it requires like a high level of microscopy to even view Mm -hmm. um but it explains you know the brain is so protective of itself in terms of what it lets in so only things that can come in are like really really tiny molecules or like fat soluble molecules so um you know understandably because you don't want to have like like for instance you've heard maybe you've heard of the disease like bacterial meningitis that's when like that m- meninge like that membrane the barrier is attacked by bacteria and that 
border is compromised. And so things can enter the brain. And that's why you can actually easily die because like the tissue is now vulnerable to exterminants and bigger uh, entities than what are supposed to be normally allowed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they can affect and damage brain tissue and whatnot. So that's why it's a terrible, horrific disease. Um, you know, or, or certain things can enter in like stimulants or alcohol can penetrate. That's why there's like effects on your neurological on your brain. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's a big implication though, when we are trying to fix the brain, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. like brain cancer or medications, like hardly anything. Like I said, there's a size, a physical size limit mm-hmm. to your medication molecules, you know, fitting through these Mm. through these junctions um so like that's why like treating brain cancer if you have a brain tumor is like like, yeah brain chemotherapy is super difficult super tricky because when in order for things to even enter and help um you know influence the brain so i say that i just kind of like that measure of like this sense of protection the the selectivity of knowing what's okay to bring into your life and what you said is like that needs to stay on the outside and um yeah. So I just wanted to kind of add that layer onto mm-hmm. this like wintry mm-hmm. leafless forest of this sense of protection and being a little bit selective and knowing having this like wisdom and awareness of what you want to be bringing into your life and what you want to expel and what you want to keep out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking now about trees and like the tree rings and how you yeah. can tell, and this is not super related to permeability, but like how you can tell if it's a good year, a bad year, but only once that tree or a limb has been cut down um, because that's, you know, when you see that cross section of the tree yeah. um, with the, you know, if, if it has like a period of a lot of growth, then that ring for that year is like quite fat. Um, because it's had a lot of nutrients or, you know, it's been watered really well. Um, but uh, if it's not, then it, the ring can be quite thin. And um, I think if there's like some fungal growth on it, then it can become what they call spalted wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is not super related to permeability, but like um, in plant biology they have the xylem and the phloem mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if you y'all remember that from uh your like middle or high school biology classes but like the xylem i believe is the one that carries the water right and phloem carries the food you can't interchange those two because that's not the function of them you can't make one function do the other um at least in mm. plants and um they they say that uh i don't know if i've told the story but i've watched a video about norwegian stave churches because we all know i love norwegian culture (laughs) and um they said they can't make wood like this anymore and they did like an investigation on how they're made and they stripped the leaves off of these enormous trees in like the forest first and then they don't cut down the tree by the trunk they let it like dry out and then they slowly cut off the um, branches and let that dry out you know the, the the holes i guess where the branches were dry out and this is like years many many years worth of um, development and then finally after it's dried off and basically you just have trunks in the air the dried up trunks then they cut down the tree trunk and then they um build the the norwegian stave churches using that 
dried out wood mm. and then after that they um they don't use any like metal nails i think it's all just made out of like tongue and grooves and stuff like that they can't somehow repeat the carpentry anymore even though we've got like cnc machines which blows my mind um mm. that it's such like a lost art that you can't even you can't even be reconstructed to that specific level anymore um but also um in order to make it waterproof even though this is like nice and dry um they take the sap out of other trees um boil it so it becomes tar and then coat it on the outside of the churches um so now it's got that waterproof protective protective layer and those are two of the reasons i guess why the norwegian i think there's like 12 uh, stave churches still standing in norway um and those are like the oldest um wooden structures one some of the oldest wooden structures that we've got still in the world this is like pre middle ages like dark mm. almost like gothic uh ages um when there was still like feudal areas and it wasn't necessarily kingdoms um how do you like spell that stave stave s-t-a-v-e stave that's really fascinating um, and they're I mean but, yeah it's like they're outside and like all of these weather events and everything yeah. and they're still standing There's, it's like that Elton John song I'm still standing um <laughs> that's fascinating and, with yeah with incorporating you know the resources from a different tree for yeah. that sealant I also really like that um it's kind of uh lovely and poetic that uh, it's it's a church so it's based on Christianity but to kind of like hold on to some of their pagan roots um, they said that they didn't really need to do this because they had technology to you know have four uh, posts on like the corners of the room and they didn't need like a central support um, in the middle of the the church mm-hmm. atrium whatever you call the central spaces um, to hold up like the top of the church um, but they did have that. And these these churches, um, if you know what like a pagoda looks like, it's like stacked and tiered. And then mm-hmm. each uh, in, in like typical Asian ones, I suppose they're all vertical, but they don't get smaller. The Norwegian ones, they kind of they do get smaller as you get uh, close to the top. They taper but, in a bit. Yeah, they taper in a bit, but they all look kind of squished instead of like have several distinct layers. And they're pretty cool. Um, but they have a central column that runs all the way from the top to the bottom of this um, church ceiling. Um, and they think because they have this enormous column, it's kind of uh, resembles Yggdrasil, the, the tree of life, um, the world tree, um, back from like the Nor- Norwegian pagan mythology. Um, and I thought that was kind of a cool way to fuse christianity and like old norse beliefs together mm-hmm. um yeah i thought that was really nice that is really cool i mean it reminds me a lot there's similar um churches uh in in russia mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are very similar exactly um, but they're i mean they have a slightly different design wooden wise but like yeah also like without nails and I'm sure they've um, had like a transfer of cultural exchange. Yeah, know, and with- it's the same thing acknowledging both, yeah, the paganism 
and the Christianity that was being kind of introduced to mm-hmm. that time. But um, yeah, they had more of these kind of steeples and what we kind of know as like the the onion mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. tops a little onion bit. Onion domes, yeah. Onion domes. So because they were like what Eastern Orthodox, um, like with the yeah. after the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah. So this the... is like this would be like sixteen hundreds, I think. Yeah early 18th century or so i I want to Um, say the norwegian ones are like 12 or 1300s but some of them i think can be yeah some can be some can be later i'm not saying they're all like um from that century yeah set of centuries but no that's a good 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 thing to bring up of yeah so those are very impermeable uh due to the (laughs) the tarring um but they still embrace multiple things. So, you know, pick and choose what you want, basically. If you can. <laughs> no, I like that for sharing. I was thinking also like another thing that we wanted to add in this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you're talking about like the xylem and phloem and, you know, these adjacent systems that are, you know, they don't really directly interact. They're distinct. Um and also tying into like the flow of things. <laughs> okay. And uh, flowing into the new year, uh, lava lamps. Ooh, yes. Or lava motion lights. Sure. I think is another name the for blobs. them. Lava blobs. So I don't know how well known they are now. Maybe they're, I feel like they're going to have a cup come back. I don't know. I think, I think they're just retro enough to have it come back because they were popular in the 70s and then it came about 90s was a resurgence Mm -hmm. so we're kind of due i think we're kind of redoing the 90s right now i think a lot of the 90s fashions are coming back for better or for worse i don't think there needs to be up there i think so trivia for you stephanie i did a little bit of reading to see if there's anything i could find about lava lamps Uh uh do you know when like the lava lamp was like kind of first like broadcasted to the public I feel I want to say Austin Powers, but that's way too recent. Yeah. Um, broadcast to the public. Like on it was like shown on TV for the first time. Like what program it was yeah, on? Yeah, the program that you like from the 70s. Is it Doctor Who? Yeah. What? That was like the I guess 60s. it started in the 60s. 60s. I think but, the first lava lamp was like created in like 1948 by I forgot his name. Whoa. But it was like a Doctor Who episode in like the early 60s that it was first like Shown. Oh, so it was like probably one of the first couple doctors. First yeah. doctor? I don't recall. Sorry. That's pretty interesting considering that I think like they featured were featured an episode showing black and white in that era. Yeah. And a lot of those episodes were lost. It's all like futuristic. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Stuff. It does um what it, what is it? It's like it's made so lava lamps. I like try to look into this. They are it's like a secret um formula recipe, but people I'm pretty sure it's like wax. It's predominantly paraffin and wax. Is it yeah. Water. What and is mostly water? Yeah, it's okay. basically yeah, basically water. Oh, so and it's then... hydrophobic versus mm-hmm. hydrophilic interactions. Yes. And, and the then par- and the paraffin blobs are mixed with a few other chemicals, and there's also like you know color dye. Sure. Go ahead. Um, sorry. And then it goes up and down, and this is always a mystery to me as a kid. So hopefully, I can help other people learn. Um, the heat from the um, lamp from the light um, halogen or otherwise at the bottom of the lamp it kind of makes the um, the 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 paraffin wax melt a little bit and when it melts then it 
um, the expands. wax becomes less dense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it expands. And so then that's what makes the blob want to rise. But as it rises, um, it 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 uh, starts Cools. to cool down yeah. and then become denser again. So then it kind of wants to sink. And then you get that cyclical thing of it, you know, reheating and cooling, reheating and cooling. That's why it's so mesmerizing. It really comes in. And it's so viscous because, you know, it's waxy um, yeah. relative to water. So it's just very mesmerizing that, you know, you got a couple blobs coming up and down. Yeah, there's like um, different colors, and usually they're like pretty small, smaller like size, like for your t- like a tabletop. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to have like a wall or something. Yes. Or, um, I was like looking up for this episode. I was like trying to remember this like little childhood thing. Mm-hmm. But there are these like I remember as a kid, like maybe in daycare or pre kindergarten or something. It's called like a liquid fusion floor tiles where they're like kind of that mm-hmm. same that neon color scheme that are mm-hmm. is in lava lamps and it's mm-hmm. like these floor tiles with like enclosed liquids so when you're pressing on it like with the weight of your foot the mm-hmm. liquid inside you know it's a different color than the tile itself so liquid oh, will, okay will kind of move around i mean it's just based on the pressure from your mm-hmm. from your weight but yeah i kind of like this you know it might be trippy to have like you know like a whole like all of the walls i think i I don't think i want a whole room i think i want a hallway so like on the left and right i want to be flanked by (laughs) two walls of lava lamps i think a room would be a little bit too much but it depends on what kind of room it is a little trippy there's a tom scott video and we'll provide the link to this about um i think this one company they're based on or for the internet like for security and they use lava lamps to help code their randomization because apparently like sometimes something that is quote unquote randomized isn't actually random like famously the spotify shuffle they've had to make it look uh somewhat more random because when stuff pops up actually randomly you think that you hear a song more frequently than you know happens but it it genuinely is random so they Mm. had to make it look more random than i don't know if i'm explaining it well but uh the 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 i think rate of which lava limps blob up and down um the, the blobs go up and down from lamp to lamp is can be slightly different and i think i i need to re-listen to the video again but i think it's like when some blobs go up it flips a bit to make it like a zero or a one. Oh, okay um and so having that wall of lava lamps and each lava lamp corresponds to like a certain section of code or something yeah um helps uh confirm maintain ensure that uh the 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 code does remain truly random because mm. you can't you can't really control how fast the lava lamp goes i guess you could switch out the wax or something but um yeah uh the I wax and, the video. Then, and then the you know the level of heat the amount of yeah. heat yeah, and what if you need to replace and, and the, the height of there? and the height of the column? I think, at least in the video, they all seemed like they were the same kind of lava lamp with the same size. I didn't see too much variation in there. Yeah, um, but I'm sure that's potentially doable. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I may not be giving doing the video justice. I definitely am not doing the video justice. So please, that sounds neat. Uh, listen to it. It is really cool, and it's fun to look at too yeah yeah like we don't definitely recommend like lava lamp screensavers or something oh, they're if so you don't, if you don't own one yeah 
and or don't feel like maintaining one or something but that's cool that, yeah so yeah that so this the phenomenon being explained that at room temperature the paraffin wax mixture uh is is more dense than the water mixture so that's why it's lower and then when it's heated up it becomes less dense and and rises than the water mm-hmm. mixture but i think i yeah i think that that ties in with this whole discussion a little bit of like this kind of coexistence sense of a boundary and not really mixing but being adjacent and interacting with to some extent and as we're just little blobs i think stephanie has brought up as a hypothetical question what kind of blob would you be um, classic question you know <laughs> classic stephanie question at least we are entering this new year episode in thinking about globular kind of form globular floor forms as we move up and down and left and right and zigzag around each other and we morph and you know we take on new things and split apart and blobify blobify <laughs> so it's quite a pleasing phrase blabba maybe that's the title <laughs> all right we got it blabba snagged fly. it in one yeah speaking of blabba flying let's get into our music uh so i think i might have driven michelle crazy with this i can't i, can't, I haven't <laughs> i just saw the thesis of texts this afternoon in Terrebang, so and i was like i was what is happening <laughs> yeah so uh th- th- yeah it was kind of i was kind of all over the place uh yesterday and today um yesterday i was listening to bbc radio 3 and you know usually that it's a pretty it's a, it's a radio station that usually has classical music and for whatever reason it had a little bit of pop and you know it was just kind of like the bpm was a little faster than i expected and it wasn't just violins and cellos and orchestras for once and um i was pleasantly surprised um that there was this kind of catchy song it's called Stop This Flame by an artist called Celeste with a E at the end. And okay. um, the original version, it's, I think it's, it's like sort of New Orleans jazzy type. It's, it's a kind of still poppy. The chorus is, is definitely poppy. Um, but the way that Celeste, the singer is like singing, she's kind of like, and Adele or Amy Winehouse, which I know is like a big claim, but like she's got such a sultry but soulful voice that um, I think she's she's one to keep an eye out on, even though this is the first time I've heard her. Um, so I definitely recommend listening to the original. And then so I was like, OK, I can see how the chorus is very addictive and you can you know probably find many ways to apply it. So I tried to look at some remixes and uh, I came across quite a few, which I had sent to Michelle. And um, <laughs> Quite, yes. Well, we'll run out of, through, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I think yeah. my favorite couple, because I listened to all of them. I think on YouTube, it took it took several hours. I think. Um, so the Morrow Erickson remix. It's only available on YouTube. It's not on Spotify, but it's very like clubby. Like it's very upbeat. Um, and it just kind of makes you want to like bop around, like move your head around, just kind of not, but it's just, it's very upbeat, I think. And then there's another one called the Poison X remix only available on YouTube as well. And it's, it's similar to the clubby feeling of the first one I mentioned, but 
I think the um, genre that it, the YouTube said said it was like a house mix, which makes sense because when I texted Michelle, I was like, it, it feels like it's hmm. it's not as upbeat enough to be like a club, but I can see like models kind of strutting to it or like it being played in Forever Twenty One, um, like in a department store, like type of music you know you can just kind of strut around a little bit okay uh and then um the next one i kind of i think this is my favorite um remix version it's called the mk remix and i think i'm gonna link or have the the extended version on spotify um and it's got a piano in the chorus so in addition to celeste like her 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 like powerful voice it's got some sort of like um piano but you know it's like a midi keyboard synthesizer it kind of sounds a little bit like kaigo when he does some of his piano um backing because it's got that reverb and Mm -hmm. it it just kind of adds a little more oomph to celeste's uh voice and it just kind of makes the the chorus a little more punchy okay and it's just it's it's a good it's a feel good uh, (laughs) feeling and then um the next (laughs) fourth i think um remix i'm gonna suggest the fourth, is fourth the remix yeah toddler t um version and this one um it 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 feels like it's in a movie and the main character has like he's just figured out the solution to to something that was like very problematic or it's like a planning scene and it's it's it shows it's like the montage like the preparation scene kind of like a national treasure but when they have like figured out what they're going to do and they're planning and they're prepping for like the final boss battle or whatever Mm. um or like the 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 last situation before so it's like the feel-good prep song um uh and that one's pretty good too um but like less energetic than the the MK remix. And then the last one I thought was such an interesting twist compared to the previous couple I'd mentioned. Um, so if the original one's like kind of like New Orleans jazz, the last one by Shy FX, mm-hmm. um, it's reggae, mm. which it's like slowed down a little bit, you know, yeah funky's not the right word but reggae i like you know like a little bob marley-ish like kind of like oh man i can't whatever i say it's not going to do it justice um but it's it provides a whole different vibe to it and i think that's so interesting i mean like usually a remix you think it's like more electronic um based but i just i really appreciate that um the song it it goes through quite a few different genres and I really want to see like a proper tropical house one, um, you know, like Kaigo or, you know, I want to hear like some pan flutes going or like some of the sleigh bells, like <laughs> I know Kaigo is pretty famous for um, kind of come in or some other genres try and mix this, the song into, because um, I think there is a lot of room for growth for this song because uh, it's just so, I, to me, universally catchy. I, I say to me and universally so that's a bit of an oxymoron um but please take it for what it is uh listen to it i i thought it was quite catchy well i think it's just interesting because it's like it's a new song it's a new ish it's it like came, two years old came out in 2020 yeah i don't listen to a lot of modern stuff i should say so um to me whenever i hear a new thing first of all that's unusual secondly um for me to suggest it to michelle and she's never heard of it is something 
you know quite new entirely as well i'm wondering if i have heard because i'm like looking at an article but maybe i've had heard of some of her things because she anyways i will just like you and tabering i will give it a listen <laughs> all right all right um but very interesting why mm-hmm. all of the different remixes like that and um yeah thank you for listening to my essay <laughs> uh i think uh no mine's not totally similar but i also have a bit of a thread with my music today mm-hmm. so um i think that's why i wanted to make sure we were talking about the lava lamps already with permeability and boundaries and you know intermingling and not intermingling mm-hmm. uh but i think my group of songs is kind of resemblant of kind of this like certain kind of pop sound that has this kind of like flowy bloopy like, yeah um take, watery... take a couple of lava lamps and throw some strobe lights yeah exactly um and so i have two songs i feel like now i know in a previous episode we talked about our dream jobs i know stephanie you said you would love to be you know working at a museum a great of some curator kind, a yeah. curator of some kind i think if that doesn't work out or if you do have time on uh, saturday you should be working on the team at apple who comes up with commercial songs i think i'd be fantastic I, i'm like you, their target you, not yeah. audience but like i think everything that they pick is also what i would pick so yeah so these first two songs are an examples of that excellent, so, excellent. Um, i think the song i suggested also the chorus is very much an apple <laughs> song is, yeah i Definitely. feel like i don't know what that team does um other than just like seek out because sometimes it's brand new songs sometimes it is older songs they did music years. for a sushi restaurant which i totally called out would be you know definitely yeah. should be one and then they did it one like next day and i was like this is great minds yes or maybe i'm just like you know target audience could be maybe, yeah i don't know but i think it's it's very high groove factor very high so the first song is called toy by young fathers and it was featured in like a 2018 commercial for mm. the apple watch series four uh, okay. we'll link that as well in the episode description uh, but it's definitely wants to get you running because I think that's it's about like the fitness Ooh. app for the Apple Watch showing. I think a guy. my song was my song was in the FIFA 2021. I saw it in the comments. Oh, so I okay. don't, not that I play FIFA, but um, well, that was one of our previous playlists. It was FIFA, some FIFA songs. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I don't pay attention to FIFA. Well, well, no, I'm just I'm just telling you, yeah, 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 sorry yeah. about like we did a lot of John Newman and. So maybe I should work for Apple and FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Mm. so toy by young father is really a good ramp up warm-up song mm-hmm. um with a kind of the intro um kind of like the synth pop noise and then it kind of my gets head really, was was really bopping gets kind of soulful mm-hmm. um towards the end the next song was just featured recently in the mm-hmm. apple home pod commercial i don't have any Ooh. of these products but I think these commercials are featured online. Good yeah. marketing. Good marketing. Yeah, they're pretty pervasive. Mm-hmm. So this song is called um, Oliver Slim by GMT. It's a remix version, Jamie XX remix. So is it Oliver Slim or Oliver Slim? Slim. Sorry, I can't okay. read no, my you're notes. Good. You're Sorry, good. You're good. thank you. So I think 
I know we've had like a head headphone headphones recommended playlist, but mm. I think this song is definitely recommended because it's you know to advertise the very specific sound system of Your the Apple. Pros. No, oh, it's, a, the it's home HomePod, so it's like the right. home speaker system. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it does sound pretty cool. Um, and again, the bloop 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 bloop. bloop. I love um, I love music where it feels like even though you're doing just house chores you can like kind of strut to it just kind of like yeah. the shoulders can like yeah. move in kind of jagged swaggy motions and this remix is like I think the original song was like three and a half minutes this remix is like over nine minutes so it's really like massaging Ooh. out and like playing yeah. around with stuff stretching mm-hmm. it compacting it all this fun stuff with the mm. original which I think is kind of cool yeah um but the beginning part of this Oliver Slim song reminds me a lot of an older song, uh, Genesis mm-hmm. by Grimes. The intro. The, the opening part. The right? opening. Opening yeah. couple uh, notes. Again, the bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, <laughs> it's like a very um, like keyboard synth opening, right? Yeah. Um, it's like very, I don't want to little... say recognizable, it's like, but it's very, it's quite rhythmic. Yeah. In that sense. And I think that's why like you can make that connection from one to the other. Yeah, it's kind of like a modern heartbeat or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an, an Android heartbeat. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next... I don't know if you want to say Android if it's Mac. Ooh, sizzle. Mm. Oh. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. So then, so then, so then, so then, this ties to another thing I had where I was doing like an exercise class and this remix song was featured in it. And I was like, oh, I really like this. I love mm-hmm. London Grammar. And this was definitely a remix. I didn't know who did it. So um, starting out with a series of remixes by Dave Bailey, who's one of the lead singers and artists for the group Glass Animals. Mm-hmm. I believe we featured or talked, we talked to them about them in a previous episode. I'm just trying to tell you like full circle moments here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Also reminding myself and, and Tara Bang to revisit our playlist on Spotify because yeah definitely yeah. need to do that it's myself. good there's good stuff there. there's good stuff because like we love this playlist and we've loved all the previous yeah ones we put out so the first is by an artist named banks okay and she's great <laughs> very kind of yeah. melancholic okay um kind of electro music and so her song okay. drowning dave bailey did a remix by and really kind of switches it up he kind of has this unique pattern of like he'll include like a bit of the song, maybe put a little back beat, background beat to it, and has like a like a beat drop of an instrumental, and then goes back to the song, and then like close out with yeah. a beat drop. It's, it's a very a, kind it's of it's a good mix of good like pattern, original soulfulness, and then yeah, yep, um, yep, 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 the modern thing to not keep it going, but like I don't know. He also has a neuroscience background. Also, mm. he was in medical school to playing with the mind. Neurologist right? said he got excited about music and, and left oh, can't blame him. um but maybe he has he's tapped into also kind of the psychology of these sounds bpm and how that makes you feel and when the mood's a bit drop bring it yeah. back up yeah absolutely uh and so this next song is we talked about her many times and also her recent album florence the machine mm-hmm. uh i know he actually did some producing on some of the songs in the original form um, like, like dance and my love but he even took mm-hmm. my love and he remixed it his own I guess he had all his creative liberties with it mm-hmm. and you know did remix of that mm-hmm. and that was really really keyed into this kind of exploration of Dave Bailey remixes 
<laughs> so by Banks, Florence the Machine. Mm-hmm. And then this next one is Lose Your Head by Lennon Grammer. But the mm-hmm. My Love by Florence the Machine, it reminded me so, so much. And I think that's kind of the underlying tone of my music mm-hmm. suggestions today is very similar to if you're familiar in Terra with the Blue Man Group, they're a performance mm-hmm. trio. Um, they kind of do you know it's music based and they do little like fun comedic skits but they're they're you know their minds they don't speak they don't make any noise um, but they have these kind of unique instruments that they make out of you know unconventional items and one of those are like a pvc pipe xylophone drum sort of kit thing. xylophone thing where they have these paddles and they bang on pvc pvc pipes of various lengths mm-hmm. and it creates different tones and so they'll do like manual of- manual pan flute Yes, exactly, exactly. So it has, I, we're going to include a video of one of their performances. And mm-hmm. so it has a similar sound to this kind of like. And so, yeah, so Lose Your Head by London Grammar was a song I had heard in the exercise class and definitely gets you kind of like ramped up and elevated and kind of jamming out. Um, but if you want to have a switch of direction mm-hmm. And kind of just also be grooving out, but in a more chill way and not mm-hmm. very, um, very like hyper focused, salient beat, dancey stuff. Um, one- I really should in- invent, sorry, lava lamps that change color to like the mood that yeah. you want, but keep going. Sorry. Well, I guess I, they I could change the light. The light could change colors, which could. Yeah, but the the blob needs to change color. The blob too. needs to change like an iridescent blob. Yeah, but like iridescent implies that you, you can see all the colors at once depending on what angle you're looking at. But I like, I want like one minute the thing to be blue, and then I want another minute the, the blob to be purple, mm. and then orange. Oh, like not just cool tones, but I want it to like, I want the water to change color, and I want the the blob to change color. You want the water to change color because it's harder to discern like the vibrancy of the color. I mean, it's like it's whatever the lamp color is, right? Right, but it's like it's it, the water is has color and it's murkier than clear. Uh, yeah, I wanted the water to change. I want everything to be magical. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so you can set the mood for what you want. You know, like yeah, you're, you're changing mood now. Sorry, I I'm going back. Let's go back to your your suggestion of music. I'm sorry. No, go ahead and finish. No, that's it. That's it. Oh, that's just this say. is really impressive. As you're like changing moods, I just want to change the moods. mood lighting. You know, yeah, from like the real like strobe light, lava lamp stuff to like yeah, more zen, slower moving. Our our background, I should say, to Interabang, who I know cannot see anything. Michelle and I are discussing. Um, it's it's just a wallpaper of many, many, many lava lamps. That's why we're going back to the lava <laughs> we're just lamps. Like, yeah, we're looking we're, at our music. We're looking list. at it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's why we keep referring back to the loveless. I'm sorry. Okay. Continue, Michelle. I just, <laughs> but with all of this, I just wanted to pay homage and respect to the late guitarist Jeff Beck, who had passed away recently. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in power. And um, yeah, he was a very revol- revolutionary guitarist who. Um, I can't, yeah, you know, we've talked about people who've been in the music industry who maybe haven't been super mainstream because maybe they weren't the lead vocalists, but they were really connected to, you know, so many famous musicians. They were friends. They do like hangout sessions. Um, what kind know, of, what kind of guitarist he, music did he, did he make? 
Um, a classic rock guitar. He'd be playing, but he would like kind of be adaptive to, you know, he had his own signature style that was, I, I would say it's very like psychedelic. Okay. Kind of free form sound. It sounds okay. very different than like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or, you so know, it's like, Eddie, it's, Eddie it's Van a little Halen. experimental. You don't really know quite where the music's going no, until it just yeah. kind of takes you there. Yeah. And you're just there for the ride kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he played a lot with like Jimi Hendrix, Mary okay, Clapton, okay. and like Rod Stewart. And nice. he'd be, you know, he he had his own band, yeah. different groups in his lifetime, but he'd oftentimes be like featured or um, on tracks with other artists. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a bit distinct from the songs we have been saying prior. We'll mm-hmm. also definitely include on in the same playlist in Terry Bang if you listen to. Uh, if you do put on shuffle, it might be interesting. But I uh, just want to add on a few of his tracks that. I've been recommended to me by a very um, prestigious music connoisseur of classic mm-hmm. rock. Mm. Um, so we have to feature Freeway Jam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we ended as lovers. And last week was Stephanie and I's favorite of the bunch that was recommended to us. Uh, Lead Boots. Mm. So with that, I think in Terabang, we have a wide selection of you to kind of where whether you're listening to this during the beginning of the year or any time of the year, um, kind of a nice blob out fest, <laughs> blob a fly, zen out, figure out where you want to be, what you want to do, what what you want to let stick to you or not stick to you as you kind of carry on through life. Mm-hmm. Have a lovely, happy, blobby, wonderful new year. Yes and excited to thanks for hanging out with us it's been great excited for future conversations and take care as always toodles toodles